You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Rise up, Red Sea, and you did it this weekend. Officially, it was the return to the nest there at State Farm Stadium. Return to football happened on Saturday. Big takeaways from Cards Camp, Cardinals Training Camp. It's Locked On Cardinals. We're your host, Bo Brock, Alex Clancy. Follow along on Twitter at Locked On AZ Cards, at B O B R A C K, and at Clancy's Corner as well. Uh, man, subscribe to this YouTube channel if you're watching along with us. Big thank you to everybody that's already subscribed. Already up yep. over 300. Uh, a pretty quick. Uh, ascent to 300. Big thank you to everybody who tunes in, everybody who comments. Uh, we premiere, we've started premiering these episodes at noon, and uh, we're right there along with you with the premiere. We're commenting, so if you want to get into the discussion with Alex and myself, we're there with you. So uh, go ahead and do so. Smash the like button and uh, make sure you've got the alerts for every time we you know, deliver content. It's going to show up right there on your phone, on your YouTube channel. Uh, and, of course, subscribe on Apple Podcasts. This podcast brought to you by Peacock and Williamson. It's a national perspective. It's a trip around the league with the NFL analyst Brian Peacock, former NFL scout Matt Williamson. Every Monday through Friday, they give you the latest from uh, you know every insight on every game, more around the NFL. Get your picks, previews, and much more every weekday. Peacock and Williamson podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. And um, we have uh, guest week starting this week, Alex. Just uh, go down... We have one special guest we'll announce at the end of the show. We've got Jody Jackson joining us today. Tell us, our listeners, our our viewers, the rest of the guys, gals joining us this week. So Wednesday, uh, we're going to still say TBD. We have two potential ones, but we will have somebody on Wednesday. Thursday is going to be Johnny Venerable. We're shifting him from Friday to Thursday from Revenge of the Birds. And then Friday, the big return for our boy Cam Cox from Channel 12 News here in Phoenix, Part of the Tegna partnership between Locked On Podcast Network and Tegna. We haven't talked to Cam in a while. We right. haven't talked to him since right before the draft, I believe, where he was pounding the table for Travis Etienne. <laughs> I've burned him enough for that. We're going to talk to him about Zayvon Collins. And the conversation that he and I had over uh, on Twitter over the weekend, a topic we're going to talk about in the next segment yeah. um, to get his thoughts about a specific situation that Steve kind of put this team in. Well, I mean, we'll see if it's still relevant by this time or, you know, later in the week. I mean, it's yeah. the, the the topics are coming fast and furious. At this point last week, we're talking about Chandler Jones wanting out of Arizona. Seems like that's kind of subsided. He's a professional. Mm-hmm. He's shown up to work, and he's going to be a Cardinal for the 2021 season, barring any, like, unforeseen trade uh you had the nook hopkins before that you know with the uh i might retire you know i'm, I'm paraphrasing if uh if you're gonna force my hand in getting vaccinated and then you've got uh you know the the xavian howard situation now we're talking patrick jordan peterson saga patrick peterson continues <laughs> to uh be a scorned lover of the arizona cardinals cannot uh, stop talking about his former team even though he's so happy with his new team you know it's a perfect Perfect storm, and Mike Zimmer, despite having the 29th-ranked defense, is going to work his magic, and Patrick Peterson's going to find this fountain of youth. Uh, you know, maybe it, it could be PEDs, it could not be. Who knows? I mean, we, we haven't seen the same P, uh, Patrick Peterson, PED Pat, uh, for, what, three seasons now? So, I don't know. But there was uh, headlines made, and our guy Josh Weinfuss put the tweet out there. We've got the video from Jordan Hicks, thanks to Tyler Drake of Arizona Sports. We'll show that for you. And what Jordan Hicks said, very candid uh, time at the podium. And you know what? I, I think that we're going to disagree on this. 
um, as far as what Jordan Hicks said and, and how it's being perceived by a lot of people, of course, on social media. Everybody's got a reaction. But uh, a couple of takeaways. Let's get into some takeaways real quick from the weekend. Um, Rondell Moore continues to impress in his first NFL training camp. Uh, all I saw was tweets uh, just waxing poetic about the second rounder out of Purdue, which is it's good news for the Arizona Cardinals. And then your guy, your boy, Alex, that you are going to die on the hill for if things don't go well, but they are going well for the veteran wide receiver, A.J. Green. And let me just say this. One of those guys is a solid option for Kyler Murray opposite Nook, DeAndre Hopkins. The Cardinals are in good shape. If both of those guys are forces, you better look out for this Cardinals offense in 2021. Yeah, uh, you want to get to a situation where you trust three receivers that you have. You just don't know which three they're going to be yet. We just have no idea. Yeah. Um. Is it going to be Christian Kirk? Is it going to be Rondo Moore? Like, it's like having two quarterbacks and you don't know who the starter is going to be. If you have four receivers alongside DeAndre Hopkins and you don't know which ones you can trust, that's a problem. It doesn't matter how many receivers you have. If you can trim the fat and get it to AJ Green and Rondo Moore where they're playing at wide receiver two slash three level, both of them, you're going to be in really good shape, as you mentioned. AJ Green is a guy, and I mentioned this, like if Larry Fitzgerald would have gone to a different team two years ago, and they say, oh, you know what? We'll sign him to eight mil and we'll see what he still has left. And we want to take a flyer because we need help in the wide receiver room. They're like, oh my God, it's Larry Fitzgerald. Like Larry Fitzgerald's floor is higher than most receivers ceilings, even three or four years ago. So AJ Green's kind of the same player where it's like, you've been watching him from afar in the Midwest in Cincinnati, injured all of two years ago, and then had his downfall last year. When he comes in healthy, he just has a higher floor than a lot of people give him credit for. He's just running routes and shorts, but the <laughs> dude is 6'4". He's got some of the best hands in the game still, and if he stays healthy, he's going to be a heavily integral part of this passing game. And I don't know why people look at his age and look at Julio Jones's age and say, you know what? A.J. Green's too old and Julio Jones isn't. When A.J. Green is questionable before, or uh, Julio Jones is questionable before every game, every game with some sort of leg injury. So I don't understand why there's a huge disconnect. I know the numbers are different, but A.J. Green coming in, this doesn't surprise me. It doesn't surprise me. Yeah, I, I'm a little bit more uh, skeptical about his ability. I, yeah. I understand. I've, I just think Julio Jones physically has held up a little bit better despite the questionable status each and every game when he goes out He's there. He's also had a great quarterback his whole career. Like an, an above-average quarterback Matt Ryan has been. Yeah, for sure. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. And Julio Jones certainly helped out keeping Matt, Matt Ryan, uh, you know, yep. keeping him young as far as his performance is concerned in the NFL. All right, let's get into the conversation. We've got a couple more notes real quick on the other side of this, but I want to get into this conversation. Jordan Hicks was very candid, very transparent about how he was handled this offseason by the Arizona Cardinals, and uh, it, it just continues the conversation. Do the Arizona Cardinals have a GM problem? It's almost a rhetorical question at this point. But we'll get into it. It's Locked On Cardinals, part of your Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So I've been watching the track and field events at the Olympics. And did you know that Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team? They're fueled by Built Bar. So are Alex and I because it's the best tasting protein bar on the market. You've got delicious flavors, coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry and orange for the summer. And then, of course, cookies and cream and German chocolate. Whatever flavor it is, it's covered in 100% chocolate 
And you don't cut any corners nutrition-wise. That's why these top-tier athletes are using it for their choice of protein bar. 17, 18 grams of protein. Calories between 130 to 180. 4 to 5 grams of sugar and just 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Right now, go to Built.com. Save yourself some cash. Use the promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. That's using the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, back here, Locked On Cardinals, part of your Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So Josh Weinfuss, his tweet blew up on this. It was Jordan Hicks speaking at the podium about how he was handled this offseason, how his offseason transpired, and basically how he was told he's not going to get to compete for the position that he's held down for now two seasons for the Arizona Cardinals. This is via Tyler Drake of Arizona Sports. He had the video of it. Josh had the quote. Here it is. And that I couldn't compete for the job. Um, and so, you know, when I heard that, that's, that's, that was the whole reason behind all the drama. Um, and, you know, there's, there's nothing against Xavier or, or uh, the kid is awesome. He's a great player. He's, he's done nothing but um, great things out there. Um, he's going to have a bright future in the NFL. But, you know, when everything, when everything happened, I, it, was, it was tough to handle. So that was, that was kind of the um, beginning of, of what you said of the offseason once again. The beginning of him requesting a trade, the Arizona Cardinals, um, you know, allowing him to seek out a trade. He's in training camp with the Cardinals right now, and that's why we get that little juicy nugget that uh, had the internet reacting yesterday. Alex, I'll let you react first, and then uh, I'll give my two cents. Okay, um, quickly, once again, as Jordan mentioned, this has nothing to do with Zayvon Collins. Zero. It has nothing to do with the draft pick, even though Bo and I both thought that that 16th overall pick could have been utilized elsewhere, even though Zayvon Collins may be a great linebacker in this league. Just that's the the disclaimer. This has nothing to do with the kid that just got drafted. It has everything to do with Steve Kimes' egomaniacal nature that he continues to double down on things when they're completely unnecessary to double down on at that given time. The kid had just gotten drafted. The kid, the young adult, had just gotten drafted, Okay. Jordan Hicks obviously took a step back last year on the field. Still one of the better leaders in the locker room. That's another reason why they brought him in from Philly during the offseason a couple years back. Still has above average tackle ability. Not great in coverage. He was never really great in coverage. We know the shortcomings of Jordan Hicks. But the point of this is making competition a healthy part of training camp is what starts a rookie's career off in the right manner, in my opinion. You cannot, for one second, compare Kyler Murray getting the starting job, supplanting Josh Rosen or whoever the hell else was on the roster when they drafted Kyler Murray number one overall with this. What a 16th overall pick needs to do is come in and compete for that role. Sure, he was probably going to get it, but there is no reason that Stevie Baby should have said this five months before the season started. It, it seriously, wasn't five months before. Well, the, all it what it was in it was at the end of May, June, right. July, August, September. Four months before the season starts. Well, I mean, all it, it the does, season starts in July for them. I mean, this is he's he's preparing to be the starting linebacker, Mike linebacker for the Arizona Cardinals. But why say it? Because it's, why say it, it? it's a why why not? Here's the thing: I don't have a problem with how Jordan Hicks is approaching this. I don't have a problem with how Steve Kime approaches it. Now, we heard Jordan Hicks' side of the story. 
and it, it's very blunt. And a lot of NFL player, everybody who's played sports, it's most of the time get told they can't play any longer. And that's unfortunately that's that's the ugly side of sports, right? But it it, it teaches you how to fail, and it's an easy way to learn how to fail. Anyway, look, it's a bad president for the most part for guys who are outside this organization to see that and say, oh, maybe I, maybe I'll go to Arizona, that might keep them away, but it hasn't so far. Right now, we're hearing from some very disgruntled employees. We're hearing from Jordan Hicks, who told he can't compete, even though he wasn't going to compete really anyway. We watched him play last year. Steve Kimes scouted, found a player that was going to fit in his defense, and he wanted. He knows he can make an impact early. So why are we going to do this, like, this dog and pony show and pretend, hey, competition's going to fuel things. Like that's just an old school cliche that's like way played out. We know what the what the stakes are with these first round picks. Play them. How? Play them. Okay. Okay. I play them for a. You've got this old like romantic idea of how things are supposed no. to be. He's a first round but pick. No, he can play right now. Jordan Hicks was getting like smoked out there last year all season okay. long. Okay. Okay. I listen. If we were talking about a stable front office in a stable organization, you would 100% be right. But this is just the next one in Steve Kimes lineage where you draft at 16 overall an inside linebacker who you drafted at eight overall the year before, but he played very few snaps at inside linebacker in 2021 to validate to everybody else that he made the right decision at 16 overall, instead of taking a corner, which they desperately needed, he said, you know what? I'm so right that I'm going to start him week one. He's never even been to training camp before, but I'm going to start him week one. I don't care about anything else except for doubling down and showing everybody in egomaniacal fashion that I made the right decision. That's all this is about. It has nothing to do with Zayvon Collins. It has nothing to do with Jordan Hicks, even though – in the storyline, it absolutely computes to a young stud coming in and an aging vet going out. This is about Steve Kime showing everybody that he thinks he's right beyond reproach. That's all this is. No, it's really. Not. That's all this is. What can can Jordan Hicks still should he is he still a starting caliber inside linebacker in the NFL? I probably not. No. So why, like, if if, if Steve Kime. Calls and he didn't say, say hey, this about Isaiah on, Simmons two years ago. What? He didn't say about Isaiah Simmons two but years this, ago. And that was a unique offseason. This was an offseason. That was an offseason within it was in a pandemic. They didn't get any like any rookie mini camps, no nothing. He came from Clemson to the Arizona Cardinals, and he pretty much had the his first shot was against the San Francisco 49ers. What? What are you laughing at? He had as much offseason workout Zayvon Collins did as Isaiah Simmons did False. at that point when Steve Kime made that Be, made that. But he knew that he was going to have he was going to get him in there and he was going to have him from week one prepare to be the starting Mike linebacker for this organization. What is wrong with that? What is wrong with that? I, I he's well, he's getting ready to do it. If I'm Steve Kime, I'm also frustrated when I when I draft a guy in the first round. And you see all around the league, guys make impacts in the first round, and guys like um, DJ Humphreys sit his first season. Robert Kandiche plays 8% of the snaps. Son Reddick plays 42% of the snaps. Isaiah Simmons plays 34% of the snaps. He's like, look, this is my starter. I'm not going to play the guy that was just getting burned each and every play last year. Sure, he, 
tackled a couple guys. He can't. He's, he struggles in coverage. Zayvon Collins has been scouted to be solid in coverage. He already made a, a tip in practice that resulted in an interception. I have no problem. The the only play that Jordan Hicks that stands out last year was when uh, the guy the Rams quarterback hit him between the numbers and he picked it off to start the game. You and I make that interception. It was just a bad I mean, pass. Now, so to your point, that last point is very interesting because that is a Steve Wilkes to Cliff Kingsbury approach. It's a complete overcorrection, which, as you have mentioned, during the entirety of this podcast that we've been doing together, they don't play young players, okay? And you know why they haven't played young players up to this point? Because the first-round draft picks have stunk. Have they? That's why. Okay, so DJ Humphreys wasn't ready to play left tackle when he was drafted. Sure. Dale Buchanan's out of the league. Robert Kim DJ's out of the league. Josh Rosen is out of the league. That's three of the eight that he's drafted. So, yes, I completely agree with you. The percentages would lend to playing Zayvon Collins right away. I, that, I'm, that is not by any stretch an argument for me whatsoever. But you didn't have to just proclaim it. Just let the kid go do it. Why? You can go do it. Just show everybody that you're better. Stop saying, you know what? Boom. I'm right. 16 overall. You're the starter, kid. It's the it's dumb. No, it's not even that's if that's the way that you perceive that, I I I don't know. That's the way I perceive it. Well, it's wrong. I mean, look, he did he did it to let Jordan Hicks know and his representatives, because Steve Kine couldn't find any takers, it would cost you more to release Jordan Hicks. Then to let him play on the roster this year, it's the six six million dollars in dead cap money for Jordan Hicks this year, where he ma- he's making three million dollars. Okay, look, Jordan Hicks can't play. He couldn't find a deal for him. He's letting Jordan Hicks know, and so Jordan Hicks and his representatives can go seek out a trade, and if they can find a deal, he'll pull the trigger. I'm sure he will. What's wrong with that? I'm What's so wrong happy with Jody that? Jackson just entered the chat. So we can stop talking about this because you're, you're wrong. I just, I don't, it's no, like everybody, everybody's so sensitive. It's like, this is, this is a, the, it's they're, stupid. Their backs against the wall. Everybody's asking for the Arizona Cardinals to take this jump. And then they do something to give them an edge competitive as, as far as their competitiveness well, goes. And you're like, Oh, that. well that wasn't very nice. Give me it's a break. It's not about that. It's about Steve Kime double downing and showing everybody that he's, he's right. He's going with the better player. The he's going with the better player. It's not even close. It's not a debate. If you think that Jordan Hicks can keep up with the then young why Bucks, say it? Huh? What does it matter? Because it's reality. What does it matter? Because he's giving Jordan Hicks an opportunity for his, him, him and his credit. camp to go f- find a, a new opportunity. It's not here. You're giving, you're giving him too much credit. I'm not giving him too much. It's, it's just like... We we want to be so super sensitive to these athletes. I mean, he he had a couple good years. It's over. Sorry, dude. Go go play. You know, part time somewhere, and that's a good role for you. It's Locked On Cardinals, part of your Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Uh, that was a good one. BetOnline.ag. A good one like that in a while. It feels like uh, Throwdown Thursday, but it's a Monday yeah. and it's Guess Week. Woo! Jody Jackson's. Hopefully, she doesn't have to come into this room. We're gonna have to hug it out in the. In the commercials, bet online is the fastest, easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season full swing. You can track all the action, bet online. Get all the latest news, odds, info, your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball, the NBA, NHL, UFC, MMA. For the next pitch, head over to bet online on your laptop. My God, we have a football game to bet on this week. Did you see that Sunday was the last Sunday until February that we're not going to have football? It's glorious. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Your chance to get in the game as your team preps 
for its regular season. Head to the website, your mobile device, sign up today, receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. It's the Locked On Cardinals podcast, Bo Brock, Alex Clancy, and it's guest week out of nowhere. An impromptu guest week, Alex was just like, let's just have some of the great uh, talkers as far as the Arizona Cardinals reporters, analysts join us this week. And I thought it was a great idea. We've got a special guest coming up tomorrow. We've got guests all throughout the week. And the first person to join us, if there's a stick, if there's a ball, and it's in the Valley of the Sun, it's covered by Jody Jackson. He joins us from Valley Sports. Of course, the morning scramble, all football season long. Jody, thank you for joining us here on the Lockdown Cardinals podcast. Great to be with you guys. Um, I don't know if I'm a great talker. I talk a lot. But uh, (laughs) my family probably wishes less. But uh yeah, I love talking sports and happy to be kind of transitioning into football season here, um, juggling baseball and football soon. And it's a great time of year. And I think people are excited about the Cardinals. I've seen the, I guess the odds don't favor them in the NFC West, but yeah. I think they're a, very, they're a very intriguing team, that's for sure. Let me ask you this right out of the gates because you just said that. What, what has you most excited about this 2021 team? Well, I think it's a lot of things. The additions, I like a lot of the additions, okay? Like Rodney Hudson. I like A.J. Green. Um, I mean, I, I know they have a lot of young players like a Rondale Moore they're going to look at, too. He's an addition, though, too. You're looking at draft picks who are additions. J.J. Watt, you know, I know uh, he's not out there right now. I think we're all a little bit surprised by the conditioning run hamstring issue. Hopefully, it's nothing too serious. Um, but that leadership that you now have in the room is off the charts. And if Larry's not coming back, which I just feel like every day that passes, I don't know how you guys feel about it, but I, I feel like it's harder for him to just show up and come back. But, um, you know, even uh, if you do have Larry, if you don't have Larry, you know, J.J. Watt brings that leadership um, to the top of any team. You look at, you know, and then you've got your quarterback in Kyler Murray who um, is in that third year, right? So the third year. But when I talk about additions um, – you know, there's a lot of cornerbacks in the mix. Hopefully a, a couple of them really uh, can replace Patrick Peterson. Not mm-hmm. that he played uh, all that well last year, but, you know, somebody solid over there that can um, be on the other side of Byron Murphy, who apparently is locked up that other spot. So I think they did some good things in free agency. I think they, they did some good things in the draft. And then Zayvon Collins, who's obviously been in the news, you know, um, I don't know. Hopefully it works out. I, I think rookies sometimes need a little bit of time to assimilate. But I think he's going to be a good player. I just am not sure when that will happen, if it'll be right out of the gate. Jody Jackson, let me ask you this right away, because you brought up um, a player who hasn't had the nicest things to say about the Arizona Cardinals organization since his departure and Patrick Peterson. Are you surprised being around the organization for as long as you have been that this is kind of how it happened? Sure, he hasn't. He didn't play that well last year. He had the PED pop in 2019 after wanting to be traded in 2018. Um with the culture shifting, as you mentioned, with J.J. Watt joining, A.J. Green, Rodney Hudson, a little bit more of a strengthening of the foundation than what they've had in recent mm-hmm. years. Are you surprised that Patrick Peterson is kind of acting like a scorned ex now that he's <laughs> with Minnesota? You know, yes and no. Uh, maybe no, though. You know, he and his, I think, uh, Bryant McFadden, I think, is his cousin, right? And so the, we for a couple of years, and you guys have been tracking this as well, we've been Oh, what did he say on that podcast? You know, so he kind of had this strange outlet, which was outside of the Cardinals and, you know, not things that he would necessarily say to the media here, but would pop up, you know, on the podcast. And, you know, it did have to do with the trade and where might he want to go and why was he unhappy? And then you're right, the, the PED issue. So 
it's been tumultuous for Patrick. And if you had asked me that back in, you know, 2011 when he was returning kicks and he was a top cornerback for those, um, for the bulk of his time here, but it just, it didn't translate the last couple of years. He didn't have uh, as high a level of play and things like that. So it wasn't this golden scenario where, you know, and, and he was a great Cardinal. I mean, there's no denying again, all those things that he did do, but it's, like the tarnish is, is on it a little bit because it, there were just so many issues and, and he was pretty vocal about it. So I don't know. I'm not totally surprised, but it did disappoint me. Um, I think it's, I don't know if it's frustration. I don't know if you certainly doesn't have to say those things, but he's always been a little bit vocal. So it's out there, but yeah, yeah. Um, I wish him the best in Minnesota and, and I hope it goes well. I hope he's able to continue his career for, for a while longer. It, it is interesting. It's like every, he can't stop talking about the Arizona Cardinals. It is, it is kind of like <laughs> they did all these bad things. Go, right? yeah, it's know, just, it's... Don't text your ex, you know, it's just, it's, a, it happened, <laughs> you know, it's, you've got, you've got the big deal with Minnesota and you're happy. If you're happy, then just focus on the Vikings, focus on week two, Focus on DeAndre Hopkins not potentially putting up, you know, 100 yards and a touchdown on you. I think that's probably the most important thing. Jody Jackson joins us here. The Lockdown Cardinals podcast, of course, Bally Sports. Follow her on Twitter, at Jody underscore Jackson. And uh, the news came out today. Larry Fitzgerald continues to kind of uh, dig in as far as joining you in the broadcast ranks. He's going to have an hour show with Jim Gray and Tom Brady on Monday Night Football on Sirius XM. I mean, you mentioned it. it. It seems you feel like... He's getting further and further away from the game. Is this just more establishing him more yeah. in the broadcast ranks? Well, the the show doesn't really. It surprised me how um, big news that was yeah. this morning coming out because um, I'm one of those people that on a Monday night I used to be. I remember specifically my son and I listen a lot of times. We like Kevin Harlan a lot. We yeah. listen to Monday Night Football on Westwood One, I think it is, or you know, and um, I would be taking him to baseball practice or my daughter to softball or volleyball, and when I just am in the car a lot. And, you know, years ago, I think Brady has done it the last few years, but Jim Gray had this, I, I don't know the specifics, I might be getting this wrong, but there was basically like some kind of pregame and then yeah. maybe even halftime segment, right? So I don't think it's like that big a deal. Like right. he's doing a deal, they're going to pay him. We know Larry likes to get paid to do things. So, um, and he's an interesting guy and so is Tom Brady. So I, I think Tom did it for, Larry did it for a long time with Jim Gray and then I think Tom took over and then now they're, you know, it's an hour show, so it is a little more commitment, obviously. But I'm not too spooked by that. I mean, Tom Brady's going to do it, and he's still playing. So, um, but he'll, you know, he's he's so out there, and yet he's not. He was at all the Suns games, yeah, and he's a part owner, and he's a great influence there. And I think, honestly, here's my little two cents on that: is that, uh, I think the organization has done a great job coming back and doing what they've done. But I think Larry Fitzgerald had a lot to do with what went on with the Phoenix Suns. I just think he's been underrated in that role. But, um, you know, so he he's going to be – he's out there all the time kind of in the news, but we haven't heard him say anything specific about what he's going to do football-wise. And right. it, it is just a little bit strange. And so, yeah, I don't know. Do you guys – like, do you wonder when you were seeing him at the Suns game, like, is he working out? Is he running? What's going <laughs> yeah. on? Or is he just like – or is he just in owner mode now where he's like eating steak dinners every night right. or what's going on? I mean, he's, he's working on his handicap. We know that, <laughs> I mean, you know, you know, he's, he's on the golf course. Like for me and just to touch on Patrick Peterson quickly, it was always in the shadow of Larry Fitzgerald, whatever Patrick Peterson did. And it's just there, there, what have there have been three Larry Fitzgeralds, maybe from the wide receiver position in NFL history four maybe. And I think Larry Fitzgerald should 
announce his comeback right before week two when Patrick <laughs> Peterson comes into town. So this is Patrick Peterson off one last time when he's wearing uh, the jersey, the Purple People Eaters. Uh, let's perfect troll job. Comfortable... Sorry, yeah, perfect troll job, and that's totally Larry Fitzgerald's <laughs> mo, of course. Um, big picture, uncomfortable conversations that could potentially happen at the end or middle of the 2021 season if the Cardinals don't produce. Um, Cliff Kingsbury seat is lukewarm to warm. Steve Keim seems to have his job in perpetuity regardless of outcome. What needs to happen this year for everything to stay status quo going into year four of the Kyler yeah. Murray and Cliff Kingsbury experience? Yeah, not, that's a good question, Alex. I, you know, but you talk about the end. I'm like, man, we, we're just getting started. But yes, <laughs> there's a lot to unpack here. We're going to learn a lot. We're going to know if Kyler has truly taken this step forward in the leadership realm, in the football realm, you know, being able to be, you know, read defenses better than he did in the first two years, being able to make decisions a little bit better. I mean, we know the physical tools are there, Um, but you know, it kind of all starts and ends with that because uh, that's the basis for which Cliff Kingsbury is here too. Really. It's kind of the two of them working on a very explosive offense, which last year we saw them in the first half at the top of the ranks offensively yardage wise and things like that. But not always scoring in the red zone, you know, not doing those little things. So you're right. They have to convert on a lot of these things. And that's why you've, you've gone out now and you've added to the mix besides DeAndre Hopkins. And, you know, you've got other guys, you've got other weapons. I'm still looking for Christian Kirk to play a role here, um, which I ho- I think that he can, and I hope that he will um, staying healthy is part of that as well. And I think the line is that much better. It is a lot of the same guys. You just kind of add Hudson there and, and you hope that they stay healthy. So yeah, they, there will be uncomfortable conversations. I think especially, you're right about Steve Kahn. You know, he has been in this role for a very long time and he's made some great trades. He's had some questionable drafts, you know, and, and a lot of GMs fall into that category. And a lot of them keep their jobs and some of them don't. But I think that will be a conversation. But with Cliff, I think this third year is very big. I'm not saying that if they don't go to the playoffs, he will uh, be fired I can't possibly know that, but um, I think that, you know, patience is wearing a little thin when you say, well, you know, you got that close last year. Unfortunately, it just fell apart in the second half and it's a little bit inexplicable again, and that's got to improve. So, you know, I think they are very aware of it though. I think Cliff, Mm -hmm. when you hear Cliff talk, you also sense that he's aware that, you know, you got to go from start to finish this year. It can't just be, a good stretch and then fall back or so. Um, and needless to say, it's tough in the NFC West. It's no, it's no, uh, you know, piece of cake. So they, there will be those conversations. I think right now they're just attacking this and, and worrying about all of that later. At least I hope that's the case um, because you, you got to just go into it with an attitude, like, you know, we're going to succeed here and yeah. they have a plan and I think they will be more physical. I think the other question is on offense and I'm mentioning offense just because I, again, I feel like it's cliff. That's the, you know, Thank if you. the defense doesn't succeed, then, you know, you do make a change with Vance possibly. And then cliff stays on. Um, but I think the defense uh, will be pretty good. Again, a cornerback. I'm always concerned. I'm always concerned with cornerback and um, I'm not completely sure about it. So, um, but offensively, Chase Edmonds and James Conner, that's another interesting one. I, I think Chase Edmonds can really flourish, but he's, he's going to be tested. His durability is going to be tested more than ever. 
I mean, the cornerback is big. You're big on the defensive secondary because you went to the U. I mean, that's where they, it was just a hotbed <laughs> for that. You had Antrell Roll, Sean Taylor, Ed Reed. Yeah. I mean, it was just countless. You got to see a lot of guys play that at the high level. Let me ask you a last question here for our guest, Jody Jackson, of course, Bally Sports. Um, Larry Fitzgerald, I mean, we, we might not have our Thursdays anymore, the media scrums where you're trying to get in there and get the latest from Larry yeah. and Patrick Peterson's exited. We've established that. Who's your favorite interview right now in the locker room? I, I, I mean, I love DJ wow. Humphreys. Always good for a quote. <laughs> Who stands out to you? Well, Humphreys is great. I yeah. love DJ Humphreys. Um, he's pretty honest, and he's just a guy out there having fun. And I think he enjoys that stuff with the media, which a lot of guys don't. You guys know. You know, some guys kind of dread when you want you have to talk to them. <laughs> you want to talk to them, and they're kind of like, okay, you know? right. Um, but yeah, we're going to miss Larry. I mean, I miss those scrums over in the, uh, by the locker. Those haven't happened. Those seem like, does that seem like five years ago? Yeah. In a way. Totally. I, <laughs> totally. Because last year, you know, he and Patrick were on the zooms a lot. And the, and by the way, the Cardinals did a great job of making, I think they did a thing at the end of last year, like how many people they made available on zoom. And it was hmm. like insane. Right. So I'm sure they're kind of glad they don't have to be on zooms all the time, but then, I honestly, again, not having been out there yet, I'm going out today. Yeah. I don't really know the drill out there, so um, I guess I'll find out. But I, uh, Humphreys and let me think a little bit here. Um, I want to give you guys a kind of creative answer. Sure. Uh, so I love, oh, linemen are always great. They're always insightful. And Beecham, Kelvin Beecham is really good. I enjoy, I enjoy talking to him, hearing him. I've heard him more than I've actually talked to him. <laughs> which is the case a lot lately, right? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, those two guys, those two guys, Justin Pugh, the O-line for the win. I mean, that's yeah. not really atypical, though. That's kind of usual It's the stuff, big guys so. that don't get to talk a lot. They don't, get, <laughs> they don't get paraded up to the podium as much as, you know, the skill position players, the quarterbacks out there. So, yeah, absolutely. I completely agree with that. Alex, anything else for our guest Jody Jackson before we let her go? No, I really appreciate you taking some time. I know it's mass. Like I couldn't, believe, I couldn't imagine the Diamondback schedule you have right now, and then transitioning seamlessly into football. Uh, one of the hardest working people in Arizona. So we really appreciate oh. you taking some time. Well, thank you so much. Uh, not traveling with the D-backs, I guess it's been a little less hectic, but um, I just love it. I enjoy it, and so I'm, I'm looking forward to diving in uh, this week, really, on what's going on out with the Cardinals. So thanks, guys, Alex, Bo. Uh, appreciate having me on. Yeah, no problem. We look forward to talking to you down the line. And, of course, follow at Jody underscore Jackson for all the coverage out there for the Cardinals, D-backs. If it's got a ball, if it's got a stick, Jody's covering it, as I mentioned. it. Have a great one. We'll talk to you soon. You too, guys. That's Jody Jackson, of course, joining here on Locked on Cardinals. That's going to wrap us up first day of guest week, Alex. And we've got a big guest coming tomorrow. We can't say anything about it. Or can we? Are yes, we allowed we to? Uh, yes, we can. We're allowed to. All right, let's do it. Rap sheet. Ian Rappaport's going to join us tomorrow on the podcast. Friend of both Alex and myself. He's uh, kind enough to join us. Cannot wait to hear the insight from Ian Rappaport, the latest on the Chandler Jones saga. Xavier ha- Xavier Howard, is that a possibility? So many things to talk about. Yeah. Kyler Murray's and contract I, I promise, extension. I do promise Bo will talk less tomorrow. Mm, I, we try to, we no try to balance it out. Let's give, hold on real quick before we get out of here. It's Bo's birthday today. Oh, I let him talk a little bit more. He's 43 years old. No. Happy birthday, Bo. Um, we wouldn't be able to do this podcast without you. Really happy you yeah. came on board with me in 2018 for that college football team that we watched mm-hmm. for 16 weeks. 
in 2018. Um, but yeah, happy birthday, bud. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Jody. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Enjoy the rest of your Monday. It's Locked on Cardinals.